Hi, ladies. I'm Henri, and I'm Blanca, and this is the Meow Podcast. Meow stands for My Empowerment of Women, and is a show dedicated to encouraging women to live empowered lives through storytelling. We are here to inspire women by advocating self-love, self-realization, self-development, mental health, and entrepreneurship. It's a platform for all women to find purpose and share their stories. Join us bi-weekly as we sit down and have heartfelt conversations that spark curiosity and inform you while we have some fun. Stay tuned, ladies. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to our new episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hi, Henri. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? You were just here. Couple days yes. ago. Yes. Thank you for having me at your house for a couple days. I had so much fun. That was such a fun trip. I like honestly was recovering for like a couple of days after. Yeah. I think I had too much fun. <laughs> We had some random Japanese food. So yes. Good. It was so good. Scallops and things you've never ate. You're like, wow, what is this? <laughs> yeah, you expanded my palate. I also took you to Kaba. Yeah, you did, and I've never had kava in my life, and I'm hooked. It's better than Chipotle. It's way better. I had like, what is that? Kudoba or whatever too. Uh-huh. Way better than any of those. But absolutely, once you I'm go happy. kava, you never go back. You never, you never go, you never go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Blanca, how do we come up with our podcast topic today? So today's topic was inspired, I think, by just some of the things that we experienced while I was in San Diego. I think that we were like giggling a lot about like some of the drama that we were witnessing, and just like some funny situations that you know when you're like experiencing other people and you realize that some people are like really draining. Yeah, you know what it is. It's like. You've been away for so long, and you come back, and everybody wants to catch up. It's either mm-hmm. positive topics or it's something that's like things that happened that were like negative, right? <laughs> really, a topic about friendship, and I think that you know wherever you live, your friends really are the people that are going to drive you, you know, to success, or they're going to like bring you down, and so. I think that this topic, just in general, is something that, as people, you know, it's good to get informed in because you want to be making conscious decisions and conscious choices when you are like getting close to people and making friends yeah. and making sure that you kind of have like you know a positive group around you that loves you and accepts you and like you know you guys are just and and obviously like drama is going to happen and like. Things are gonna happen, and sometimes we're not good friends, and we make mistakes, and all of that is okay. But there are some things that I feel like in life, especially when we're younger, where like the dramatics can really take over our life. And I personally am really beyond that at this point in my life. Like that's just not something that I want. But I wish that my younger self would have known. The signs of an energy vampire, or like the signs of a bad friend, or the signs of somebody not valuing me, or me connecting with people through drama and through like these very intense and like uh, like high and low friendships. You know, like、yeah. I think that especially when you're younger, 
I mean, there's people still in adulthood that are living like this, but I think that my younger self would have loved to know that energy vampires exist, that there's people who feed off of like the drama and, you know, how can we create boundaries and learn what, what energies to really follow so that we can live like more happier, more peaceful lives. Definitely. We talked about consciously dating, mm-hmm. but we consciously make friendships, right? And yeah. who you surround yourself with has a big impact on your day-to-day life in terms of when they reach out to you or people they go to lunch with. And a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of our emotions and things like that are affected from information sharing. And that's how we connect. And yeah. To have a positive experience in life is very beneficial to have friends that also conduct the positive way of information sharing rather yeah. than ways of dragging you down or things that's going to affect you long term. Um, so today's really, really exciting. We're going to be discussing energy vampires. And I love that because it's October. And October yeah. is Halloween. Friday yeah. the 13th, you know? <laughs> coming up it's coming up the 13th next week (laughs) yeah well I think that for me like I feel like I can talk about this topic forever because I mean I've had let me tell you I've had a long journey in life with lots of friendships and lots of ups and downs with people like I have had experiences with people that have really shaken me and I think that before I used to be like so naive, you know, when I used to go into friendships, like I used to be like rose colored glasses. Like I used to think that if I went into friendships being kind and sweet, that everybody would like reciprocate that, you know, reciprocate that and that I could just give that energy out to anybody seeing the best in people. Like you see their light and like you just assume that because you see their light that they're going to act in the way that you see them and then you're always really surprised when they like fuck you over or they do shit to you because you were seeing them for their potential instead of letting them grow into that kind of trust yeah and i feel like oftentimes you know i say this now too like if i ever have kids they're going to go into school to learn how to communicate with people they're going to have drama how to and they're going to learn that okay can't just be nice to people but learning how to choose their own battle choose who to communicate with because relationships is what builds us right from childhood going to school going to different project groups and even into adulthood when you're working in places and a lot of these relationships even we say workplace Mm -hmm. but people don't respect that just being professionalism people act outside of it and emotions do get involved so it's so important to recognize who are the energy vampires and as you get older you start noticing within literally that first five minutes of conversation and the topics that they bring and how they hold themselves Mm -hmm. to know like, okay, this is a type of person that they could be long-term, right? Yeah. Especially even when you're dating someone that first 10 minutes of asking questions and knowing like, okay, the person, how they carry themselves are a little narcissistic, things like that. Yeah. Getting, understanding those cues to kind of know who the energy vampires are. Yeah, like learning discernment and mm-hmm. yeah, and I also think it case. comes down to to like self awareness, like being able to gauge the values that you have. Because I personally think that your friends and the people that you surround yourself with are like a reflection of your values and your um, 
and what you believe to be true like your friends are going to show like if you look at the kind of friends that you have you're going to see like the kind of person that you kind of are you know definitely and also like communication and such it's a two-way street right kind of like reading the vibe yeah so you know I've had energy vampire friends and back then I used to try to be a therapist or like mm -hmm. try to yes. be there to support so then now now for me the cue is like, yes, I'm here for a friend's event, but if they're doing it for three hours without asking you how you're doing, or it's a real a conversation on two-way street, that if they don't respect your time mm -hmm. with efficiency in a way, then I'm like, it's probably not someone that I want to be around. Like, yes, I'm there for someone's event, but it's to a certain degree. If they're talking about something or an issue for four hours, you're sitting there listening without it being back and forth. Yeah. For me, that's a problem exactly like it's really about like finding reciprocity because i am the same way where i've always been like the therapist friend or the friend that people call for all of their shit that they need to like dump on but then like you know they're hee hee ha hawing with other people and like act like brand new like when you come around and you're like bitch you were literally just crying on my arms <laughs> yeah why are that's you acting are. brand new <laughs> that's how that's how it is you know we bounce back even we've been on the other end of it and by, vice versa like i'm sure i've done it too like we've all been i've been a, i'm sure i've been an energy vampire oh, as well a big energy vampire when i was younger but i kind of yeah. learned as i got older and like Yes, like there are times when I'm like sad, crying, whatever. But yeah, um, instead of just, you know, putting my emotions out there for four hours, like I think we got really good at holding on to those feelings. Like even, you know, like I had a little heart at a moment like three months ago. I I'd be, If it was me when I was like 18, I would have been at my friend's house doing who knows what. Mm -hmm. But now I literally just sat at the pool, sat with my emotions and dealt with it instead of just talking to everybody about it. We're just going to give like a quick definition of what an energy vampire is. Energy vampires are people who sometimes intentionally or unintentionally drain your emotional energy. They feed on your willingness to listen and care for them, leaving you exhausted and overwhelmed. Energy vampires can be anywhere and anyone. They can be your spouse or your best friend. It can be your neighbor or your coworker. Learning how to identify and respond to this toxic behavior can help you preserve your energy and protect yourself from a great deal of emotional and physical distress. Oh my gosh. When I say emotional distress turns into physical distress, it happens. Dude, I, gray. <laughs> I have had friends who have left me so fucking stressed out of my mind where I'm like, why am I dealing with this right now? Like, why are you making me feel like this? Or like, why do I feel so, yeah, like depleted yeah. every time I hang out around you? Um, or friends that just like have like bullies, friends that are bullies or friends that like uh, take advantage of your kindness or take advantage of your, you know, having like a softer personality or- yeah, That's definitely like when you're much younger too, is when you have to deal with those bully personalities. As you get older, people get smarter. As they adult, yeah. they're like, this is not what we want to be around. <laughs> when I was having a friendship breakup with like this one friend that I had for like, we were like friends for almost over 10 years. And we were like having a friendship breakup. And I was telling my therapist about her. And I was like, I can't believe that I allowed this girl to treat me the way that she treated me for so long. And she was like, well, 
I was like, why, why did I allow that? Like, why was I okay with that? She was like, because you have a tolerance for chaos. The reason why she felt so comfortable, you know, treating you that way was because of your own tolerance. The point of a boundary needed to be placed was so long ago, but your tolerance for that kind of chaos was so high that that is why you were at like the place that you were at with that friendship. So learning our tolerance and learning what we can handle and then realizing that maybe we have a higher tolerance than we should yeah you know what I mean and you know what especially watching tv or things happen with family you tolerate so much you start making excuses but that's the fun thing about going through all these hardships is learning like okay now I know what I want for a next person and the friendships just get better and better as you grow older once you start making those right decisions Yeah, I think that once you like become really committed to peace, it becomes a lot easier to walk away from people who are energy vampires. And for me, it really like I used to think that setting boundaries was something that had to be really mean. Like I thought that every time I set a boundary with somebody, I was going to have to get in a fight. I do have my attitudes and stuff. But for the most part, I really don't like getting in arguments with people genuinely being really mean to somebody causes me a lot of distress Mm -hmm. so i realize now that i can choose peace by just genuinely setting fate either cutting them off hey this isn't somebody that i can hang out with or not hanging out around them as much not answering the phone slowly taking away my energy can be a way of like setting boundaries without having to continue the drama And there's also times when you do have to step in. And you know what? I just remembered last weekend, I had to step in with an energy vampire. Someone was a little (laughs) too drunk um, and repeating themselves. And rather than being nice, was kind of being mean. So I actually like, but it's so funny because when oftentimes when those people do that kind of Mm -hmm. thing, everybody around is kind of quiet and Mm that you just let them talk. And especially drunk people, they just keep going without anybody else talking. Yeah. For me, I actually stepped in. Because you know what, I get I don't get feisty, but I actually just turned around and I started repeating every single thing that the person said, rather than me saying something mean. I'm like, this is what you said. This is true. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, start yeah. repeating all of these questions that they asked you for them to be like, oh, my you God. get really stern. You get yeah. really stern when you like when you get upset, you like speak very clearly. And like, it's like your serious voice comes on. Yeah. <laughs> But then it's not mean. I'm it's repeating. not mean. It's not I'm mean. Repeating. You just get really, you get very serious and very clear to your point. Yeah. Which because, can be, because you're very bubbly for the most, like you're always really bubbly yeah. and like really sweet. And so when like stern Henri comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. It was so funny. <laughs> I ran into someone that I got stern with, but they're one of my best friends. And she's like, and he was like, yeah, I've never seen you like be straight. And like, which I wasn't disrespectful. Yeah. He, he just knew. And this other, this was another me being sober, another person being drunk incident. A lot of uh-huh. issues happen when you're drunk too. I yeah. was sober. This person was being ignorant because he was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to drive home drunk. And I literally sat him straight. And mm-hmm. he didn't say a word. He went into my roommate's room, closed the door, went to bed. <laughs> he remembers it. He was like, oh my God, he was scared. <laughs> scary Henri is out it was it's not like you're swearing at them but just there's a way to do it where it's not like you're being aggressive but especially when someone is saying things that's draining or you know making points that are mean to you 
imagine them flipping it over and asking like this is what you said is this true that's See, the approach that I take a lot of times and they're like oh my gosh I'm so sorry yeah I personally when people start like projecting onto me like I feel like people love to project on whenever they start creating stories about me I feel like I trigger the shit out of people without even trying I swear sometimes I feel like I look in the other direction and people think that I'm plotting some shit and I'm like I'm not doing anything so when they're like usually projecting onto me and it's like a story that doesn't sound anything like me i'm just like i just listen to them and i'm like well i mean if that's how you feel um and like you know there's ways to come around ener energy vampires because you know we say that they don't take accountability and no matter what you say they have their mind set up yeah you know oftentimes you're you know if you were to speak back to them or you know address it they're gonna be defensive and things like that so mm -hmm. you know a lot of times what helps is simply walking away or like you said like fizzling up the friendship but mm. i will say that one of my biggest pet peeves in friends is people who are catastrophized things i had this one friend this one time remember when everybody went to the rufus de Soul concert like last year yeah, i don't know i was, I was, I was there i was very drunk but i was still like in my right mind and i don't know i guess i like made a comment or something that like she didn't like and but then I ended up like leaving, like I ended up leaving her for like, I was like, eh, this is, I ended up leaving because I knew I was really drunk. But the next day I texted her and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I was so drunk at that, at that concert. And she tried to like catastrophize. She was like, oh my God, you were literally so drunk. Basically saying that everybody Stop was it. talking about how I was like, I was like, first of all, I was like, that's not true. I was like, I was drunk, but I was fully there. And yeah. I was like, and literally, you're the only person that I was talking to. And I didn't even know any of those people. Like, she was basically trying to, like, make me feel, like, really bad about the situation that I'd been in. If you're actually my friend and you're actually, like, concerned about the way that I was acting, you wouldn't be coming at me in this way that's very dramatic and, like, very, like, belittling. I was like, I was there. I was conscious. I was drunk. But I know that I wasn't it wasn't as catastrophic as you're making it seem in such a dream. You know what I'm saying? When people yeah. catastrophize mm -hmm. and um, later on, she told me, she was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. You, it really wasn't that bad. I don't know why I was like saying it that way. Like she was like, I was just being kind of dramatic when I was like explaining it. And I was like, don't do that. Like I was like, I was drunk, but I wasn't like blacked out. Yeah. And I was and like, it's also and I hard when people like, kind of like purposely make exaggerated like she apologized after and especially friendships are hard because you're dealing with so many different perceptions like absolutely I could be saying, yeah and like the person actually come apologizing and owning up to it that's great I think that it was like one of the it was one of those moments where I really knew I had grown up because I used to have a group of friends who always used to catastrophize anything that I that I did and I and because I didn't have like a strong sense of self, I would believe them. I would be like, oh my God, I'm a piece of trash. Like I can't like I would literally like accept all of like the catastrophe like how they would catastrophize my personality. I would just accept it. I would be I would just be like, Oh my god, like I'm a terrible person. I can't believe yeah. I don't know, like or they I just think that say like, Oh, it wasn't like you remember there was even you know, our friends would just be like, oh, you had a moment or like they would make it super like period, like nothing yeah. over exaggerated. Nothing, 
Exactly. And I think that that's why, like, this is how you'll know you're around energy vampires with people that catastrophize you. And then this is where you also need to, like, be really strong within yourself and like, you know, I know who I am. I know when I do something wrong and I know when I do something right and not like believe people all the time when they're telling you about yourself because like, you know, you should be strong in yourself and be like, you know what? I know who I am and I know that I'm not like that, Yeah. but I know that I, I can have like a bad moment, but it's not like, it's not a defining moment of my character. Yeah. You have so, to be the biggest advocate for yourself. That's what I learned throughout my life too. It's, you know, standing up for yourself and really being yeah. that voice, because the more you hear people say it, of course it does like affect you. But then as you grow older to know yourself and knowing who you are and knowing to take a stand for yourself, those words are going to come back at them and they're going to believe you. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So going into what makes an energy vampire, it starts off with them not taking accountability. Like we were saying earlier, they usually kind of just let everything slide. And even if you actually stand up for yourself and tell them straight, they will actually just like not take accountability. Like that's not how it happened. But energy vampires are often charismatic. They may slink out of trouble when problems arise because of this charm. They're crafty and may pin problems on someone else in almost every situation. They never accept culpability for their role in any disagreement or issue. We are mm -hmm. often left holding the guilt and possibly the blame. To give you examples, it's them saying some things like, I can't believe no one could just get this right. What an embarrassment. Or it could be something like, I just sat there. He kept getting angry at me and I still don't know what I did. And especially with those examples, it's like, yeah, you know, everything, the world just revolves around you. Yeah. I just find that people that are like that, who are always in these like very catty, dramatic connections are always people that are in friendships where they don't actually genuinely care about yeah. one another. And I think it also stems down from understanding how to have good friends and how to be in the environment. Like, for us, we learned early on in how to filter people out, et cetera. But imagine being 35, 40 and still having those issues, right? Yeah. So kind of waking up and taking a stance. Like, you know, we might talk about how San Diego might, like everywhere you go, even LA, you know, yeah. we talk about LA, Hawaii, there's going to be those type of people. And just yeah. understanding from that first 10 minutes of talking to somebody to say, okay, are they long-term long friends? Are they party friends? Are they work friends? Or really, really understanding how to categorize friends in a sense yeah because i think that i think that accountability is a really good sign of just how mature somebody is like if somebody's able to say i'm sorry like i fucked up like i you know i've had situations even like this when i was in san diego like where i kind of did something where i don't feel like my proudest self about but i feel like i can take accountability and be like you know what i fucked up i was like kind of in the moment and just kind of wasn't really thinking I was for me like a really big thing for friendships is that I really need to have friends who can admit when they've hurt me and I and I feel like I try my best to always be accountable when I've hurt somebody or when I've done something that um, I'm not proud of you know and it's really yeah. not you being able to be accountable like we're human beings we're good we're not perfect we're never 100%. I'm 
we obviously have like talk about spirituality and we talk about like you know the healing journey and all this stuff but we're still human beings that make mistakes that want to be liked that want to follow the crowd sometimes and that's okay that's all a part of like being a human being it's just being able to say like i'm sorry when our actions have now affected somebody in a negative way but yeah. i think that energy vampires they're never able to say i fucked up like they refuse to ever admit that they've done something wrong yeah and especially you know once you even with me now like i you know i have friends new friends whatsoever we've never really had a moment where we're having a drama or you know like it could happen with anybody but with these people I haven't things are just so so stagnant so smooth and like these are the people that I want to be around right so really mm -hmm. understanding when to filter like yes you're looking for these qualities where people take accountability and you know they respect you but once you actually find those friends that are kind of living the lifestyle, like understanding life where they don't take things to the extreme with like drinking and doing these things, then it actually creates a peace in your life too. <laughs> You're not worrying for anybody else. <laughs> yeah. And going into so the second thing, they always one up you. So these energy vampires try, you know, I think it, comes, it stems from self-esteem and things not going the way that they want them to. So they always try to one up and compare, right? An energy vampire never likes to be outdone and they aren't keen to share the spotlight. This is one of their many narcissistic tendencies. They struggle to feel genuine happiness for another person. Instead, they prefer to pull energy to feel their emotional demands. So for example, so they would say something like, oh, if you shared a great news about a new job that you apply to, they'll be like, well, that's really great. That's good news to hear. I actually applied for the new job today too. And I really need some help with my resume. Do you mind looking it over? So they're not really giving you like a time to share your mm -hmm. story or just do your own thing. Or they say things like, I'm so proud of you. Only three more certifications to go to catch up with me. It's kind of like a competition in a way. Yes. So they're kind of stirring up a pot and like, friends that I currently have would just be like just you know letting you have the moment just be like oh my gosh I'm so happy you got that job da, 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 you know yeah I have I have had oh my god I used to have like this girlfriend who always was like in a serial competition with me like all of the damn t all of the time and I would just be like dude like I'm not why are you why are you making everything a competition like it would get to the point where like if like i remember this one time like my um my mom got me like this birth she, i invited my friend over to my house and it was like we were in college and she uh, my mom had gotten me like this necklace from this place and my friend goes oh there she's like another print another another present for the princess but she said it in like a condescending way like in my house in front of my parents and i was like you know when like you can feel it like yeah. that like j that just like nasty comp it was she was like that like all of the time one kind of friend that i really just can't really be around is like guy crazy girls like i just find those kinds of girls to be honestly low-key kind of dangerous like yeah. them bitches will put you in a dangerous ass situation 
for the validation of a man or for like the glimpse of male attention. We've all been there when we're young, our hormones are kicking left and right. We got this out isn't of even, it. We're like, <laughs> the, the, but the, there's grown, grown ass women. Yeah. Yeah. No, that are, been. that are like this to this day that yeah. I know that are so hungry for male attention or will that will choose a guy over the friendship that you've had or like the girls that they like go out just to meet a guy or just to like find like a guy to kind of you know hook up with or whatever when we would go out and her and I would be like chatting and let's say like a guy would come up to talk to us right it was like the two of us and let's say that for some reason he just like happened to like talk to me for a little bit longer than her she would literally like storm off like she'd go and then like storm out of the conversation and i would literally just be sitting there with the guy and i'd be like i'm so sorry like i don't know why she's acting like that like stuff like that so like i feel like those kinds of people because like you start to start walking on eggshells because for me it's like why are you acting like that yeah, I've had friends like that too, where it was constant. Like I would be like, "Oh my gosh, it's got new combat boots." They'd be like, "Are you trying to like, compete with me?" And I was like, "Right now we're matching. I'm not trying to compete, or like I'm not trying to oh like copy." <laughs> the friends that are that like get mad that are always like, "Why are you copying me?" I'm like, "You're literally wearing the same North Face that every on Instagram is wearing." Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally how it was. But you know. Thankfully, like those people go through their own hardships with knowing like, oh my gosh, like I've lost a lot of friends or like realize what they've done and like Some come back know. to Yeah. So that specific friend actually changed 180, but um, things like that kind of like went away. And, you know, those are the type of friendships too, when people are working on themselves and, you know, learning how to overcome like especially your childhood friends it's really hard right because that's mm -hmm. what they that's all they've known but if they're actually able to grow out of that recognize their behavior that as adults you can become great friends and I've been, I've been experiencing that so you know mm -hmm. really really chihu to those people that can like recognize their actions and take accountability so that you can actually build these amazing meaningful relationships I know we've been talking about what we don't want but mm -hmm. we should really be looking at what we want as well right and yeah having that as a goal so they can actually like better yourselves and better your life yeah. because you're going to be dealing with people all the time. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's like natural sometimes to like compare yourself to friends. Like it's okay. Like I definitely to now will, you know, will like be around my friends and definitely like, it's very natural to like do the comparison thing, but it's really about not allowing yourself to, fall into the black hole delusion you know what i mean because a lot of it is like delusional aggression two beautiful things can exist can coexist in uh, the same place and it's like here's an example imagine someone coming up to you and saying you're just like your friend you guys look yeah. like whatever me and my friends were like holy smoke are you serious mm -hmm. my friend is fucking beautiful versus there are people that would be like we're different and like start tackling the friend when they're not there right that's like yeah what? Or, like crazy to me. <laughs> or it's like sometimes like let's say like we're out and i don't know like i feel like all of my friends are really beautiful so they are always getting attention so 
I could either like sit there and like get upset and feel because a lot of the times it's like an inner feeling. It's like, oh, they're getting attention. That must mean that I'm not beautiful. I don't know. Like, I just feel like a lot of the comparison thing is like we think that somebody's taking away from us or that if mm -hmm. somebody is getting some kind of validation around us, then that means that we're not yeah. worthy, which is like. But I do think I do think it is important to recognize when friends respect you, because yeah. there are times when you go out with a friend and they leave you for a guy or like, yeah. you know, you went out with them to enjoy time with them. And it's not just the guy taking or the girl, you know, getting their validation that they need. But also it's like, is your friend respecting your time when you're out with them? Because, you know, for me, like whenever I had guys come come up to talk to me back in the day, I would actually just really quick five minute conversation because the less they see the more they wonder and you can enjoy the rest of your night with your girls without any yeah right that's why but, yeah it's about playing it smart both ways yeah and that's why like i just feel like i'm i'm all about like girls girls yeah like girls who like go out just to have a good time with their friends rather than girls that are out just to find like a dude yeah because i mean or, or they, even like they don't respect your time and like Time is so valuable that if they're going to, you know, instead of furthering the relationship and making those memories, and if they're just going to do their own thing and not check up on you, that's like, okay, big red flag, like probably not the person I want to be around. Yes, because again, those are the, just the girls that are going to throw you under the bus at any chance that yeah. they get. But it can it be other things that are comparison. It could be like career. It can be like you're not, you're not happy with your friend because she got a promotion or like, I feel like, you know, I don't know, like I'm personally, I feel like I like being around girls that I admire and girls that are like, I feel are that I can like look up to and that inspire me because then it makes me want to be like equal to them, not in a way that's like, oh, I want to like be better than them, but like, oh my gosh, my friends are so driven. Like that inspires me to be driven. You know yeah, what I mean? And also like when you're hanging out with the good type of friends that are good friends that are driven that have careers they bring opportunities like imagine hanging out with friends that are just always going through like people go through stuff but imagine mm -hmm. if having friends that are constantly just they're they're the things that they talk about are always things that happen when they're out or I feel like hanging around with people that inspire you makes you more driven as well as bringing opportunities to like hey Blanca, you're looking for this position. Let me forward you to a friend that's doing something like that too, you know? Exactly. So next is of energy vampire is they diminish your problems and play up their own. Energy vampires feed off of your emotional energy. And if you're sad or upset, your energy supplies are dwindling. To drain the most energy from you, energy vampires will shift the attention of the discussion to themselves turning your dismay into their emotional buffet. For example, I know your job doesn't pay well, but at least your job is fun. You have to help me find a new one. Um, you're super swamped at work and I get it, but I really, really need to talk to you tonight about this issue with Mark. Oh yeah. So this goes down to respect again. You know, a lot of people, if they respect your time or if, if they respect what you do, then they listen or they know how to treat you right. Just in any relationship, whether it's like a romantic relationship or even just as friends. And if someone is going to go the extra mile to kind of roadblock you from whatever you're doing 
or diminishing your own problems for their own time, then they probably don't respect you. Yeah, but there's just like a lack of reciprocity. They don't really think much of you. Like, I feel like I've had friends like that where, yeah, they always like, you're always very attentive with them and you're always there for them. But then when I have like my issues, it's like crickets, you know, like they're nowhere to be found or they don't have time for it or they are like, it's really not that big of a deal, even though you've been like really attentive with them when they've been venting to you. And for me, that just always to me is like red flags. That's like a red flag for me. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, this friend isn't very genuine. She doesn't really care about me. Like she can vent to me and I can be there for her, but if, but it's never reciprocated. So usually those people are just selfish, honestly, their life revolves around them and it's kind of, they just suck. Yeah. So stay away from those. I hate those. And going to the next one, it's they act like a martyr. Energy vampires place their problems squarely on the shoulders of other people. They take no responsibility for the contribution to their difficulties. What they're seeking is emotional support to boost their self-esteem. So for example, the person might say, he's always so unreasonable. I do the best I can, but just never enough. Mm Mm-hmm. And the next one is like, this day started off bad and it only got worse. They're mm-hmm. literally draining the energy and just always expecting the worst, which is always, you know, tough. Like people go through stuff, but, mm-hmm. and people can be extremists. Mm-hmm. But the toughest part about life is literally dealing with other people and their emotions. Like we already have so much things going on in our lives, but mm-hmm. within life, we have to see people, work with people create relationships or have friends if you want to enjoy here and there it gets a little lonely when you're alone yeah if you have people that are like martyrs energy energy vampires that are just always always expecting the worst it's kind of hard to be around that because i think it's also like as humans we're more like as much as we are sucked to drama like people tend to like even scientifically they're more drawn to the happy things Hmm. yeah I mean I think it, that stuff is really about like setting boundaries like I definitely have had friends who like I feel like mar- martyry friends who when they're like going through breakups with their boyfriends and like they literally complain and complain about their stupid boyfriend and I'm just like just break up with him yeah I actually tackle those situations by saying I'm not the person to talk to about this yeah but I'm happy to talk about something else so then it's kind of like, I, that went far for me. That happened to me so many times when, you know, someone just like kind of consistently does that. And I just told them like, hey, like, I'm happy to hang out with you, but I'm not the person to talk about that. So then that's the funny part is they go to someone else and they're someone else's emotional vampire. <laughs> yeah, those are people are like the worst. It's like they're in, in a cycle with somebody and they're not ready to... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a, a, a part of them likes the drama. They like that. It's again like they they like the drama. A lot a lot of this is people who just like the drama, and I'm not here for it. Like I'm not the girl for it anymore. Yeah, um, that goes into the next one. Is they're always involved in some kind of drama. Energy vampires always find themselves in the middle of a catastrophe, flailing from target to target with their emotional dramatic behavior. This literally ties into what we were just saying with like. <laughs> They jump from one person to the other. 
And when they landed on you, they fling this drama onto you in hopes you'll absorb it and write their shit. For example, why am I the why am I always the one everyone gets mad at? I don't deserve this. I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I didn't do this, Ellen. I like how that name is Ellen. (laughs) But she stopped talking to me. Why can't everyone be as kind as you? And it's just so like oblivious to the situation and and for everyone listening today, I highly recommend if you do have someone that is draining you in any way and you want to actually have a good conversation with them or have a re- good relationship, just tell them, I'm not the person to to have this conversation with. That's how I usually say it. I actually lay it out for someone else too. Like, and then they they realize every time they see it, like, oh, I can't talk about this specific thing with you. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to somebody else. Because then ever since I haven't had any anything (laughs) I know I feel like since I have learned I feel like I don't over I don't excessively socialize to the point where I can truly be involved in the dramatics of people I just feel like people will literally take you for a ride if you allow them to and I'm not here for it like I have been told that I'm like kind of mean because like I will cut off people like I cut people off like I will literally act like I've never met you before. And I used to think like I was I used to be like, oh, my God, that's like kind of mean of me. But no, I, I don't think that that's mean. I think that I people will literally take you for a ride into crazy town if you allow them to. Yeah. And it's so funny because I'm not that venting friend anymore. Like nobody. I'm, really, yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Chooses I'm not a venting friend. <laughs> because I'm not a venting friend. So I don't funny. even vent anymore. To I don't even vent my things to people anymore. Yeah, life that's is one thing that I've like know that I've matured. Yeah, there's a difference between talking about a situation versus venting. Yes. And I feel like a, pro- a conversation should be productive. And, you know, once you realize that people kind of like see who the, who are the people that's like, who who's my go to for venting? And those are the people that um, are learning how to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I back in the day, though, back in like my like pre healed years, like, I used to be like a a chaotic person, always like crying, always like spilling my entire trauma story to people at parties. Like I was a mess. But I think that now that I've <laughs> more now that I've healed and I realized that that honestly that stuff is so like vulnerable that I'm like I wouldn't I don't at this point in my life I'm like I don't even I mean obviously like we share our stories on the podcast to add context to what it is that we're learning but I really don't tell people my problems anymore so another way that you know somebody's an energy vampire is that they use your good nature people who are sensitive and compassionate are prime targets for energy vampires you offer a listening ear a kind heart and endless energy in that way energy vampires use your nature against you draining you of your vitality for example They monopolize your time at every social occasion so that they can have as much of your energy as they can get. They know you'll feel guilty turning them down for coffee or dinner dates, so they ask regularly. I feel like that's me. (laughs) You know, the crazy thing about it is some of these people don't realize that they are energy vampires. They're just accustomed to think like that's how to communicate with people or how to get close with people. And that's how to have like a interesting conversation yeah that you know they tend to use 
your good nature against you. Like, oh my gosh, you're the guilty person to talk about this specific that's been happening. There's that like issue that I've been going through. So every time they see you, they keep nagging you and bringing. And that's the thing about being on the other end of it, like recognizing you that you are kind-hearted, but knowing when to not be naive, right? And catching um, yourself and that's how we realize like okay that's we're not that's when we kind of realize like okay we're not being mean we're actually being nice we're kind of by telling somebody like hey we've talked about this for three hours or things like that you're actually kind of like letting them know like oh my gosh I can't believe I was doing that because oftentimes people don't realize it until you know people tell them or like they realize like oh my gosh like I was close with these this like five girls but they no longer talk to me and they realize yeah maybe they might be the problem yeah I feel like I have gone taken advantage of a lot in my life, but I don't regret anything that I've done before. Like, I don't regret like the friendships that I've had and like the love that I've given people because I feel like it came from a genuine place. I really think that all of those experiences were there to teach me just to not be so naive. Like, I think that sometimes you think that, and that is my problem too, you know, like I think that I've had to heal a lot of like my savior co complex, like sometimes it's been easier to help people with their problems and to deal with my own. Uh, so I don't regret those experiences. I'm just like, I'm glad that I could be there for somebody when they needed a friend. But yeah, I just really needed to learn how to set boundaries and to like stand up yeah. for myself. I used to be a yes woman to everything. And when someone, you know, there's people that come up to you saying like, hey, can I ask you for a favor? Before they even tell you what it is, I'll be like, of course. Yeah. But I have learned to be, every single time someone says that, I'm like, what's the what's the fav favor? And then I actually like, usually I kind of, you know, I and especially when you're busy and when you have things going on, it really depends on like the things that they need help with. Yeah. But I've learned how to like listen to the favor first. Yeah. They sit on it. Like, do I really want to do this or do I not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I used to like I used to want to be as soon as I found like a connection with somebody or I would connect with a girl like I would always like get really close to them really, really fast. And I think that that's like one thing that I've learned is that to slow down, not just like this could be with guys too. like is that just because like I have like an instant connection with somebody, it doesn't mean that I have to like give myself over completely within like the first few days of like knowing them like okay like it's great that there's like chemistry in that connection mm -hmm. but like reeling it back in like i don't know this person i don't know their true intentions i don't know the full spectrum of their personality yet yeah. let me take my time to get to know them and to slowly open up to them so that there can be like an equal um gauging of what I'm able to give to them and what I'm it, what I'm going to receive from them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so I think that a lot of this is like being really conscious in the way that we're like becoming friends with people yeah. is that sometimes we're so passionate, you know, we're, oh my God, I connected with this. Mm -hmm. And those usually are the friendships that always end bad for me. The friendships that were like really fast, really like yeah. we were hanging out like every freaking weekend, like the moment that we met, like, you know what I mean? Like just slowing it down. Yeah. And it's so funny because before I would, you know, you want to go into a friendship with an open mind. And I was like, don't listen to any what anybody else says. And I would just be friendly with everybody. Right. Yeah. But for me nowadays, it's important for me to hear a friend's review here and there. Like if I mm -hmm. hear that they've had issues with five of my girlfriends or 
friends of friends. I'm like, okay, like, yes, they might be nice to you and they're doing their best to change, which is great. But mm-hmm. thinking long-term, right? It's always good to think about long-term in these friendships. And if they've had a behavior that's already down the line, down the line, probably not someone that you want to be around too. <laughs> yeah. So next is um, an energy vampire. They use guilt trips or ultimatums. Energy vampires often rely on guilt trips to get what they want. They know shame is a great weapon against people who are compassionate and caring. Likewise, ultimatums are an effective way to capture a person's attention and coerce them into doing something they otherwise may not want to do. For example, I don't know how you expect me to make it without you. I'll fall apart. Or if you really care for me, you'll call him and tell him how much I love him. Um, have you had situations like this? I think this is just, again, this just comes back to like those really immature friendships. I think um, that I've had times when people guilt trips me, like I won't be your friend anymore because if you don't blah, oh. blah, blah, or something like that when you're younger, you know? Yeah. I've had situations, even like recently where like friends have been like, oh, like you were doing this and that, like, then you must not be a good friend or you're not my friend. Actually, it's like, no, like that, those two things like don't even correlate. You know what I mean? Like, I think that sometimes there is like this extreme. Um, remember when we were saying like in the in the red flags of, of, of um, in the red flags of guys, we were saying like some immature relationships require an extreme amount of devotion. Yeah. And I think that for me, per- personally, I'm not a ride or die friend anymore. Because every time that I tried to be a ride or die friend, I always died. <laughs> <laughs> I was always dying and I was never riding anything fun. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm still a ride or die friend, I, but not like I'm, I'm there for all the fun. The moment I stopped like going out so much, things like that, I got more of a wheel in my life. <laughs> I think that I used to be, when I was younger and more immature, I used to be the kind of friend where if my friend didn't like somebody, I wouldn't like them either. Like Mm -hmm. if they would be like, oh, like such and such, I don't like them. Like I would hear them talk shit about somebody and then I would take on their opinion of someone and like not be friends with that person or not give that person like a proper chance because like I would just assume all of the things that my friend would say. I've been in that situation where I've had friends who have gone people against me. You know what I mean? So like, I know what that feels like. So what I'm saying is that I'm not somebody that takes on other people's battles. I'm a oh, reasonable yeah. friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm a someone, reasonable friend. If your friend sticks their head in the toilet, we I'm wouldn't gonna, say, I'm not going to stick my head in the toilet. I'm not going to stick my head in the toilet for you. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, because it's so funny. Like, I, I'm so happy I've always been kind of like stern and what is right and wrong. So even when yes. I was like in high school, I was hanging out with a group of girls. And one day they brought like a Laura, uh, Dora's lunch bag. Mm-hmm. They printed out a picture of this girl, put, taped it in the front, printed out all of her Facebook pictures, put it in a lunchbox and gave it to somebody. I was like, I didn't know that anybody was doing this. And I was like, this is bullying. And I cut them. I cut all of them off right away. Yeah. And they almost came back to me. But I had a swarm of girls from that were in the volleyball, volleyball club that I ran. I barely knew that like randomly had my back. Like, 
you're not at a safe spot. Come run away to the hula room. So I don't know. I just had random girls I like barely knew that were like aware of the situation that wanted to step in like superheroes. But from those situations, I learned like when you're doing something bad and when you're minding your own business or you're standing up for yourself that you're just like, I'm not going to get involved. There's people that actually see that and they're like, dang, yeah, this is the person I want to be around. You know? Yeah. I think that for me, there was like a period in my life where I had been so like, like, remember when I first met you, like, I think that back in when I first met you, I was still in like that place of like, weakness, where I was always like saying sorry, like I was like, very insecure, very different from what I feel like now. But back in the day when I had these groups of friends, and I was like going through starting my spiritual awakening, I was starting to like gain self confidence, like, really starting to get to change i wasn't like this meek girl anymore i felt like those girl the girls like as soon as i started like growing out of the narrative that they'd created for me they all began to like m- like mob mentality bully me and basically like ejected me out of the group because i no longer fit into like the story of you know their group And so for me, I feel like that experience really showed me that I can't go into friendships fully like giving this extreme loyalty to people because people will like basically like switch up on you and like literally turn on you. So I don't know. Yeah. you're not gonna guilt me into like doing some shit I don't want to do you know yeah, what I'm it's saying it's so interesting too because the older you get the more people that talk to you about specific people and when you know that person they're talking about it makes you question that person that's talking bad right and even I noticed this in college too where people someone tried to say something about me and girls actually stepped in apparently I, I, I told them they don't need to tell me the story yeah but I'm yeah. thank you for doing it but like people start questioning the person that's saying something that's negative. Like, okay, well, I know this person and you're saying this. It, it doesn't match up. So then they're actually yeah. kind of throwing themselves in the trash can by doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish that back in the day I would have had people who would have genuinely had my back. But, you know, I used to have like friend PTSD. Like when I first moved to San yeah. Diego, I had like major friend PTSD. Like I felt so afraid because I had gone through such deep like friendship trauma with the with the groups of girls that I had been yeah. previously friends with. So I mean, you know, being mindful of how we treat people and the groups that we're in and making sure yeah. that we're not like bullying people. Like bu- like if you're a fucking bully, you're a fucking loser. Yeah, it's so funny. I just thought about the time today. <laughs> like what you put out is what you get back. So this girl, she was my first roommate in college. She was a crazy one. People had restraining orders against her or whatever. Well, she yeah. wanted to like somehow kill me or something. And her what? friends, her friends at the time were best friends, came up to me to try to protect me. And they were saying all these things. And I actually stopped them. I said, don't say that about your friend. Yeah, maybe she's like good standing with me, but you're going behind her back. We're not that close. Mm-hmm. And you're saying these things about her. Like I said, go instead of protecting me, go go comfort her so she doesn't do that you know like things like that they're like oh my gosh you're right but I was like you know yeah like you know the moment that you kind of like you know have a anger can take over someone can get really really angry and yes that person was 
upset with me or I could have been like really upset too, but I was just like, you know, guiding through. That's that, that's why people go into like protection mode or something with me. But yeah. I, I just tell them straight, like, you know, you five girls are talking to me at the bar to try to protect me and your friend is because your friend is he's calling her crazy. Like that doesn't look good. And you're supposed to be her friend. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're right. You're right. We're just worried about you. But I'm like, you can't be doing that if you guys are friends. They're like, you're right. Yeah. But things like that. And then like, people see that and they respect you and that's why like although they're best friends with her and they weren't close with me they were all kind of like oh my gosh this is a person I want to like be around and nurture right so the more the more good you put out there people see it yeah and like this goes into like the next thing is like of energy vampire any energy vampires they criticize or bully at their core energy vampires are often insecure they may use dehumanizing tactics and crit- criticism to keep their prey insecure too. In this state, you feel like you owe them your attention and you should continue to work to stop the unwarranted attacks. Yeah, like this is just for me, just very, it's very, it's not triggering. It just like reminds me of the things that I went through with certain girls that like just the attacks from them like wouldn't stop. And like, even when I like stopped talking to them, like I would go to like, like there was this one time where I went, we were like at a festival and like they were all in this fucking group, like staring at me like a fucking hawk, just like all talking shit about me and reminding myself that those times, like of how strong and like just reminding myself to like stay graceful and to just like, even though like the karma that, you know, I was like, I'm not going to like go out of my way to be mean to them. I just have to like, pray that like the universe finds a way to create justice and that's not something bad happening to them but that's just in like the way that my life elevated and the amazing friends that I made right after and I'm so grateful that I had left that I went through that experience because it opened the door to these friends that the next one is they intimidate Mm -hmm. once they're removed from criticizing or bullying you Intimidation is a tool some energy vampires turn to when they need to stir up some emotional fodder. fodder. Fear is a very strong emotional reaction. If an energy vampire can upset you, they can bolster their ego. For example, I won't tell you this again and again. Mm -hmm. Or they'll tell you something like, you don't deserve a promotion. You don't know what they, you don't know that you even really want it. So they're finding ways to just pick on you. I guess get on your nerves and they're just out there to be annoying. Yeah. I have like this funny story. That group of friends that I was with, with one particular girl, they fucking were always talking shit about her, like around me. And I had realized that they were like consistently kind of like bullying this girl. And I, every time that I would like hear them talking shit about this girl, I would be like, you know, that's kind of mean. Like you guys shouldn't be talking about her like that. I don't know. Like that's what good friends do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so come to find out at some party, they're all talking about this one girl that they have this secret Snapchat group where they basically all, and it's named after this one girl. Oh, that's so mean. And they literally send each other Snapchats making fun of this girl. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. 
I don't know. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, that's kind of mean. Isn't yeah. that mean? I was like, that is so and fucking it's so, mean. It's so crazy, but, too, because especially when you're in high school and such. There's these girls were like, adults. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. These people were dead ass adults. Yeah. And so I went to go vi- visit these girls, right? One of the girls was like the ringleader of the group. And she wasn't in the she she was like the voice of reason. Right. And so <laughs> I don't know me and like because they were like three friends these girls were three friends one of them was the ringleader and then one of them was the one that was getting talked about and then like one of them was the one leading the group chat talking about this other girl and then there you was know the girl I, in the middle. Blanca, I just want to say i want to say today's october 3rd it's mean girls day it's mean girls day. <laughs> like dead ass the meanest girls i've ever been friends with dude so i when i'm at this thing I don't know like i don't know why i I probably should have just minded my business but i personally feel like if you're my friend i'm gonna watch out for you right like wouldn't you do that like so i told the 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 main girl who who was like these both of these girls basically follow this girl i told my the girl i was like hey like you know you should check your friends you're one of your friends because she has a group chat where that is dedicated to like talking trash about your other friend. I was like, you should just talk to your other friend and like, you know, check her. Isn't that what friends do? Yeah. If well, they're I, adults and doing it, they're all in it together. Yeah. And so I, I was like, hey, like, um, you know, I just think that like, you know, you should talk to like, I just feel like that's kind of mean. Like, I feel like if that other girl found out that they're doing that, I think that she would get really hurt. Like, you know, you should, you should say something to your other friend and just be like, stop doing that. Why did I even say anything? They basically all like, I said this to this girl and basically like it was for them to all turn on me. And they all started saying that I wasn't trustworthy and that I was like this, like not a good person. Like basically, and mind you, all of these people stayed friends and they're still friends. Yeah, and it's just so crazy that the person they had a group chat for, she still went for them too. Whenever I would come around, they would like all start like whispering around each other like, oh my God, like don't say anything around Blanca because she's not trustworthy. And I was like, I didn't, I was like, yeah. literally, basically like me trying to be like a good friend ended up backfiring on me. And that's how I knew that those people were not meant to be in my life because I feel like when you're around good people, that shit would never happen no seriously i like heard that story and i was like oh my gosh i'm getting drained by what these girls are doing and <laughs> just like what we said the vampire energy yes. vampire vampire suckers they just you know just even hearing their stories is exhausting right i'm good ass and going into the next next <laughs> thing is why it matters on what to do so energy vampires demand a lot from the people they target this mm-hmm. continuous strain on your resources can have a noticeable effect on your well-being. Over time, excess stress can lead to anxiety, depression, heart disease, and more. It could kill you. So that's mm-hmm. why it's important to recognize the behaviors and then work to remove them. So this may involve putting up walls to protect them, uh, to protect against an energy vampire's efforts, or removing the person from your life entirely. The ideas below may not work for everyone. Try them and mold your approach as you go until you're able to feel in control and protected. 
Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in to part one of Energy Vampires and stay tuned for part two as we discuss why it matters to recognize who these people are and what to do when you find them.